بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم In the name of Allah most gracious most merciful Islam is by Pete Sida An introduction to Islam and its principles edited by www.islamhouse.com Preface The purpose of this work is to present the authentic teachings of Islam. We do not present any specific version or a unique interpretation of Islam. We present Islam as it is, without sugarcoating, and we allow it to stand on its own merits. There is only one Islam and only one example of how it is to be lived that of the prophet muhammad may the blessings and peace be upon him in arabic sallallahu alayhi wasallam our intention is to provide a basic interview of the main tenets of islam as given in the quran and as exemplified by the prophet may the blessings and peace be upon him sallallahu alayhi wasallam we also intend to address some of the commonly asked questions about Islam. Despite the fact that over one-fifth of the world's population is Muslim, Islam is often misunderstood and misrepresented in contemporary Western societies. It is hoped that this work will help shed light on Islam, as it was divinely communicated to Muhammad May the blessings and peace be upon him, sallallahu and dispel any commonly held misconceptions that perpetuate prejudice and hatred. We write this booklet in the hope that people of all faiths will join us in making this a world of tolerance, kindness, understanding, and peace. What is Islam? The Arabic word Islam literally means surrender or submission. Islam as a faith means total and sincere surrender to God so that one can live in peace and tranquility. Peace, salam in Arabic, shalom in Hebrew, is achieved through active obedience to the revealed commandments of God. For God is the just, the one free of defects. The name Islam is universal in meaning. Islam is not named after a tribe of people or an individual as Judaism is named after the tribe of Judah, Christianity after Christ, the name Christ, and Buddhism after Buddha. Islam is not a name chosen by human beings. It was divinely communicated from God. Islam is a global faith, not of the East or the West. Islam is a complete way of life implying total submission to God, Allah. One who surrenders his or her will to God voluntarily is called a Muslim. It was not Muhammad, may the blessings and peace be upon him, وسلم, but Adam, may peace be upon him, who first brought Islam to humanity. Then 
Each prophet and messenger came to exhort the people to a clear understanding of God's commandments. They offered teachings relevant to that time until God chose until God chose the final prophet, Muhammad, may the blessings and peace be upon him, the seal, whose name is the seal also, to come with the last testament referred to as the Quran. Allah is an Arabic word meaning the one and only true deity. The proper name of the one who created the heavens and the earth. Arabic speaking Jews and Christians also call God by the name Allah. For a Muslim, Allah is the greatest and most inclusive of names for God, denoting the one who is adored in worship, obeyed fully, the one who created all that exist. Some footnotes are worthy here to mention. The words in bold in that book throughout the text indicate either a verse from the Quran or one of the names and attributes of God. Some Muslims are uncomfortable calling Islam a religion, as Islam is not an, institu an institutionalized faith, as Islam is not an institutionalized faith. In Arabic, Islam is referred to as Deen, way of life. This is the same. This is the same as early Christians who also called their faith the way. But of course, Islam is much more comprehensive, where it encompasses all aspects of life. Voluntarily, the word voluntary, as a footnote here, in this sense means more than not more than not being coerced. It means surrendering to God without ulterior motives or reservations and with genuine wholeheartedness. So when we say voluntarily, it means surrender to God without ulterior motives or reservations and with genuine wholeheartedness. The symbol that you see here means which is basically sallallahu alayhi wasallam in Arabic means may God keep him safe from all evil. The term of respect uh, Muslims following the Islamic tradition confer on all the prophets and messengers of Allah and upon the angels of Allah when we mention them by name. These are just some footnotes before proceeding. Now let's go to page 9 where we speak, we're going to be speaking about monotheism the most important concept. The concept of monotheism, known as Tawheed in Arabic, is the single most important concept in Islam. Monotheism points to the first of the Ten Commandments, and in Islam, everything is built upon the oneness of God. Islam calls humanity away from the worship of any part of creation to the worship of the one and only true God, Allah. No act of worship or devotion has any meaning or value if the concept of monotheism is in any way compromised. Due to its importance, the concept of monotheism, divine unity and singularity must be properly and fully understood. For ease of discussion, monotheism can be looked at from the following three perspectives. A. 
the oneness of God in His Lordship, omnipotence, be the devotion of all worship to the one God alone. See the uniqueness and oneness of God in His names and attributes. This breakdown is by no means the only way to approach the subject that God is one and unique, but it allows the topic to be easily analyzed and discussed. Monotheism is the key to understanding Islam, and revisiting this concept is recommended. The oneness of God in his lordship, in Arabic, rububiyyah. The oneness of God in his lordship means that God, the originating creator of the heavens and the earth, has absolute and perfect mastery over the universe. The oneness of God in his lordship means that God, the originating creator of the heavens and the earth, has absolute and perfect mastery over the universe. He alone is the creator of all things. He alone causes everything to happen. He is the one who provides all sustenance and who determines all life and death. He is the powerful, the omnipotent, absolutely perfect and free from any defect. No one shares his dominion. None can resist his decree. He is the one who created each of us from a single cell and made us into what we are. He is the one who created over a hundred billion galaxies and every electron, neutron, and quirk contained within them, keeping all that exists and all the laws of nature in perfect measure. Not a leaf falls from a tree without his permission. Everything is kept in a precise record. He is far greater than our imagination. He is so powerful that for anything to be created, he simply says, Be, and it is. He created all the known and unknown worlds, yet he is not part of any of them. Most faiths recognize that the creator of the universe is one without partner. Islam includes the knowledge that God is not a part of his creation, and none of his creation shares in his power. In Islam, to believe that any of God's creation shares in his power or attributes is considered polytheism and disbelief. Examples of such false beliefs would be to consider that fortune tellers or astrologers can predict can predict the future. God, the all-aware, says that only he possesses the knowledge of the future. Only the divine can give divine help. No being except God has the ability to give divine help or divine guidance. Belief that good luck, charms, and talismans have any power is a form of polytheism, disbelief. These concepts are renounced strongly in Islam. The devotion of all worship to the one God alone. Only God, the appreciative, is to be worshipped. This was proclaimed by all the prophets and messengers of Islam who were sent by God, Allah, throughout the ages and is the core belief of Islam. 
God, Allah, tells us that the purpose of the creation of humanity is to worship Him alone and to obey Him fully. The purpose of Islam is to call people away from the worship and obedience of creation and to direct them toward the worship of the Creator alone. This is where Islam differs from other religions. Although most religions teach that there is a Creator who created all that exists, they are rarely free of some form of polytheism, idolatry, with respect to worship and obedience. These religions either call on their adherence to worship or obey other beings besides God, though usually placing these other gods on a lower level than the God who is the Creator. Or they demand that their adherents call on their beings as intercessors between themselves and God. All the prophets and messengers of God from Adam may peace be upon him to Muhammad may the blessing and peace be upon him, called people to worship and obey God Allah alone without partner or intermediary this is the purest simplest most natural faith Islam Islam rejects the notion held by cultural anthropologists that the early religion of a human beings was polytheism which gradually evolved into monotheism. In fact, Muslims believe just the opposite. Human cultures descended into idolatry during the intervals of time between the many messengers of God. Even while the messengers were among them, many people resisted their call and practiced idolatry despite their warnings. Subsequent messengers were commissioned by God Allah to bring people back to monotheism, Tawheed. Allah or God created humans with an innate natural inclination toward the worship of Him alone. Satan, on the other hand, does his utmost to get people to turn away from monotheism, enticing mankind to the worship of creation, idolatry. Most people have a tendency to focus their devotion on something they can visualize, something imaginable, even though they have an instinctive knowledge that the creator of the universe is far greater than their imaginations. Throughout human history, Allah or God sent a succession of prophets and messengers to call the people back to the worship of the one and only true God. Due to the allure of Satan and deception of Satan, people repeatedly deviated to the worship of created beings, idolatry, and polytheism. God created human beings to worship Him alone. In Islam, the greatest possible sin is to worship anything or anyone other than God, even if the worshiper intends to draw nearer to God by offering devotions to another beings. God the sufficient does not need intercessors or intermediaries. He hears all of your prayers and he hears all of our prayers and has complete knowledge of everything that happens. At the same time, God does not need our worship, but he says that it is pleasing to him. He is completely independent of all things and all beings. 
All creation is dependent upon him. If every person in the world were to come together to worship only God, it would not benefit God in the least. It would not add an atom's weight to his majestic dominion. Conversely, if all creation abandoned the worship of God, it would not decrease his dominion in the least. By worshiping God, we benefit our own souls and selves and fulfill the noble purpose of which we were created. God has no needs to us or to anything or to anyone at all. He is the eternal, the absolute. Worship and obedience is not just traditional religious ceremonies or practices. Worship is not just traditional religious ceremonies or practices. The concept of worship is inclusive, changing a diaper, honoring and caring for one's parents, as well as picking up a piece of broken glass from the sidewalk. All can be forms of worship if they are done with a primary intent to please God. If any sort of gain, be it wealth, job, power or recognition, becomes more important than pleasing God, even that is a form of polytheism. Let me repeat this because it's very significant here. If any sort of gain, be it wealth, job, power or recognition, becomes more important than pleasing God, Allah, even that is a form of polytheism. The uniqueness and oneness of God in his names and attributes. The uniqueness and oneness of God in his names and attributes indicates that God does not share in the attributes of created beings, nor do they share in any of his. God is unique in every way. He cannot be limited in any way, for he is the creator of everything. God, Allah the Most Great, says, God, or Allah, none is worthy of worship but he, the ever-living the one who sustains and protects all that exist. Neither slumber nor sleep overtakes him. To him belongs whatever is in the heavens and whatever is on the earth. Who is he that can intercede with him except with his permission? He knows what happens to them, his creatures in this world, and what will happen to them in the hereafter. And they will never encompass anything of his knowledge except that which he wills. The pedestal of his throne extends over the heavens and the earth. And he feels no fatigue in guarding and preserving them. And he is the most high, the supreme. This is a verse called Al-Kursi in the Quran in chapter 2. And it is number 255. In Islam, it is forbidden to attribute to God characteristics of his creation. The only attributes that may be ascribed to God are the ones he revealed himself in the Quran or those used by the Prophet. May the blessings and peace be upon him to describe him. Prophet Muhammad, I'm talking about here, the seal of all prophets. Many of God's uh, names and attributes, <clears throat> many of God's names and attributes seem to have equivalence on the human level, but this is only a reflection of a human language. God's attributes, like God himself, are unlike anything in our experience. 
For instance, God has divine knowledge. <coughs> Man has knowledge. God's knowledge, however, is nothing at all like the knowledge of human beings. God's knowledge is unlimited, omniscient, the all-knowing. It is neither learned nor acquired. God's knowledge encompasses all things without experiencing increase or decrease. Human knowledge, on the other hand, is acquired and limited. It is certainly, or it is constantly changing, increasing and decreasing and subject to forgetfulness and error. God, the irresistible, has divine will. The human being also has a will. God's will always comes to pass, like his divine knowledge. His will encompasses all things that God wants to come to pass in creation, past, present, and future. Human will, on the other hand, is merely an intention, a desire. It can only come to pass if God wills it to happen. Human attributes cannot be ascribed to God. All human attributes are limited. God has no gender, has no weakness or deficiency. God is beyond the human and creation attribute of gender. Here we have used the pronoun he only because there is no gender neutral pronoun in English Semitic languages and it follows the conventions of English usage. When the royal we is used in the Quran to refer to God, Allah, it is for respect and in no way implies plurality. To ascribe to God attributes of created things is a form of polytheism. It is likewise a form of polytheism to ascribe to created things attributes that belong to God alone. For instance, anyone who believes that any other than God is the all-wise or all-powerful has committed the sin of polytheism, disbelief. Blessed be the name of your Lord, full of majesty, bounty, and honor. Quran chapter 55 verse 78 the six articles of faith there are certain tenets one must believe without any doubt in order to be considered a Muslim these articles of faith are as follows a belief in God or better yet belief in Allah B belief in his angels C. Belief in his books. D. Belief in his prophets and messengers. E. Belief in the day of judgment. F. Belief in God's divine decree. These are six articles of faith. Belief in God or belief in Allah. Islam emphasizes that Allah is the one without partner, the encompassing of all that exists, and he is unique in every way. Only God. Allah, the most benevolent, has the right to be worshipped. Belief in his angels. The angels are creations of God. God, Allah, the originator, created them from light. They are powerful and always do precisely as they are commanded by God. God has revealed to us the names and the duties and the duties of some of the angels. 
A Muslim must believe in the existence of angels. Gabriel and Michael and Mikhail are among the angels mentioned in the Quran. For instance, it is Gabriel's duty to take God's revelation to the prophets and messengers. Of course, it's better to call the angels with their right name. Their right name is Jibrail and Mikhail. These are their right name. But Gabriel and Michael, these are basically Latinized, which I prefer not to use. <coughs> Belief in his books. Muslims believe in all of the original uh, divinely revealed scriptures. They revealed by God to his messengers and uh, to his messengers. A Muslim must believe in every scripture mentioned by God in the Quran. God the giver revealed them and they were in their original forms the actual word of God. The scriptures God mentions in the Quran are as follows. One, the original one. The original scrolls, as-suhuf, as revealed to Abraham, the uh, original scrolls, as revealed to Abraham, of course in Arabic, which is better, as-suhuf, which was revealed to Ibrahim, that is his right name, to the original Torah, as revealed to Moses, Musa, that's his name, three, the original Psalms, Zabur, as revealed to David, Dawood, <coughs> three, the original Psalms, as revealed to Dawood, <coughs> the original Psalms, Zabur, as revealed to Dawood, four, the original Injil, Gospel of Jesus, Isa, as revealed to Isa. <coughs> Five, the Quran, as revealed to Muhammad, which still remains in its original form. <coughs> I will go over this again. The original scrolls, as revealed to Abraham, the original Torah, as revealed to Moses, the original Psalms, as revealed to David, the original Injil, Gospel of Jesus, as revealed to Jesus, the Quran, as revealed to Muhammad, which still remains in its original form. Muslims do not consider the scriptures revealed before the Quran, which are presently in circulation in various editions and versions, to be an accurate representation of their original revealed form. According to the Quran, people have distorted these scriptures for their own worldly gain, these distortions have occurred in many different ways, such as additions or deletions of text or changes in the meanings or the language. These distortions were adopted over time, and what remains is a mixture of the original divine text with man-made interpretation and contamination. Although Muslims believe in all the previous revealed books in their original uh, look, and the way the final means by which they judge the final means by which they judge different matters and seek ultimate guidance is sought through the Quran and the authentic traditions of the Prophet Muhammad may the blessing and peace be upon him here there is a footnote <clears throat> the different gospels in today's Bible were written after the time of Jesus may peace be upon him by other authors 
The Injil mentioned in the Quran refers only to the revelation that came through Jesus, Isa, the son of Mary. Notice here even the names have been adulterated and changed of the prophets and of course of the angels. <coughs> belief, in his, uh, belief in his prophets and messengers. The prophets and messengers were individuals who received revelation from God, Allah and conveyed it to the people. They were sent to humanity to return people to monotheism, to serve as living practical examples of how to surrender to God, and to guide people to the path of salvation. None of the prophets and messengers shares in any part of God's divinity. They were merely human beings. It is forbidden for a Muslim to worship them or to use them as a conduit to God or intermediary to God. A Muslim should never invoke them make supplications to them, or seek God's mercy and forgiveness through or from them. Therefore, the term Muhammadanism is an insult and should never be applied to Muslims. Every single prophet and messenger taught that all such acts are polytheistic, polytheistic, and anyone who engages in them is outside the fold of Islam. Throughout the ages, Allah, God, the bestower of good has sent prophets to people all over the world. A Muslim must believe in all of the prophets and messengers sent by God. God has mentioned some of them in the Quran. Among those mentioned by name are Adam, Noah, Abraham, Moses, Jesus, and Muhammad. May the blessing and peace be upon him. All the prophets and messengers of God brought the teachings of Islam. Throughout history, all monotheistic people who submitted to the will of God and followed God's revelation to the prophets and messengers of their time are considered Muslims. The entitlement to Abrahamic inheritance is acquired through one's adherence to Abraham's monotheistic faith and surrender to God, not by lineage alone. When Moses, may peace be upon him, came and proclaimed prophet, uh, uh, prophethood, all those uh, <coughs> prophethood. All those who truly followed him in monotheism were Muslims. Again, let me repeat that. When Moses, may peace be upon him, came and proclaimed prophethood, all those who truly followed him in monotheism were Muslims. Likewise, when Jesus, Isa, uh, peace be upon him, came and declared his prophethood with clear signs and miracles, it was obligatory for everyone to accept him unconditionally if they were to be considered Muslims. All those who rejected Jesus and his right name is Isa, may peace be upon him, became disbelievers in Islam because of that rejection. <coughs> Rejecting or disliking any of God's messengers disqualifies one as Muslim. Muslims are required to love and respect all the prophets and messengers of God who called upon humanity to worship the Creator alone without ascribing to Him any partner. All the prophets and messengers surrendered completely to God, which is Islam. The prophets from Adam uh, to Muhammad were all brothers in faith. They all called people to the same truth. Different messengers came with different sets of laws sent by God to guide and govern the people, but the essence of their teachings was the same. They all called people away from the worship of created things to the worship of the Creator, the Supreme. In Islam, Muhammad, may the blessing and peace be upon him, has the distinction of being God's final messenger and the last of the prophets. The reason for this is, first, because God completed his revelations to humanity and perfectly preserved them forever in the Quran, and second, his final prophet and messenger, 
صلى الله عليه وسلم led an exemplary life for the 23 years of his prophethood, establishing clear guidelines for all generations to follow. God says in the Quran that no prophet or messenger will come after him. This is the reason Muhammad, may the blessing and peace be upon, is known as the last of the prophets. This means the divine law that was revealed and embodied in the teachings of Prophet Muhammad, may the blessing and peace be upon him, is for all humanity until the day of resurrection, the day of judgment. To be a believer, it is obligatory to believe in Muhammad, may the blessing and peace be upon him, وسلم, and the laws that have been revealed through him, as well as in all the prophets and messengers of God who came before. Muhammad and the prophets and messengers before him, may the blessing and peace be upon them all, also had to believe in, obey, and surrender to the Almighty God, Allah. Although Muslims believe in all the prophets and messengers, may the blessing and peace be upon them all, Although they believe in the prophets and messengers of God, they follow and emulate the teachings and example of the final messenger, Muhammad. May the blessing and peace be upon him. Allah, the most glorious, states about Muhammad, and we have not sent you but as a mercy to the worlds. Quran chapter 21, verse 107. Let me read some of the footnotes here. The prophets mentioned in the Quran are Adam, Enoch, Idris, Noah, Hud, Saleh, Abraham, Lot, Ishmael, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Shuaib, Job, Moses, Aaron, Ezekiel, David, Solomon, Elias, Elisha, Jonah, Zachariah, John the Baptist, Jesus, and Muhammad, peace be upon them all. God revealed to Muhammad, another footnote here, God revealed to Muhammad, may the blessing and peace be upon him. The same religion has he established for you as that which he enjoined on Noah, that which we have sent by inspiration to thee, and that which we enjoined on Abraham, Moses, and Jesus, namely that you should remain steadfast in religion and make no divisions therein. To these who worship other things than God, hard is the way to which you call them. God chooses to himself those whom he pleases and guides to himself those whom who turn to him and guides to himself those who turn to him. Quran chapter 42 verse 13. Some Muslims refer to the following biblical verses as the foretelling of the Prophet Muhammad Some Muslims refer to the following biblical verses uh, as the foretelling of the Prophet Muhammad. And you find this in the Bible like Deuteronomy 18. 15 Deuteronomy 1818 18, John 119 to uh, 21 John uh, 1 uh, verses 19 to 21 John 14 uh, verse 16 John 14 verse 17 John 15 26 John 16 7 and 8 John 16 12 and 13 Belief in the Day of Judgment Muslims must believe without any doubt in the Day of Judgment and the physical resurrection where the body will be recreated and the soul will surely be reunited with the body by God's unlimited power. Just as God, Allah, the gatherer of mankind, created us the first time, He is surely the resurrector 
who will bring us forth from death to stand in perfect judgment before him. After the day of judgment, death will no longer be, and our existence will be forever. The day of judgment is when each and every individual will stand before the Creator and be questioned about his or her deeds. On that momentous day, we will each see in detail the results of even the smallest good and the smallest evil we have set forth in this life. On that day, lying and deception will no longer be possible. The ultimate reward is paradise, and the penalty is hell. Heaven and hell are literal places that actually exist. They are not symbols or metaphors. Allah, God the Recognizer and Rewarder of Good, describes paradise heavenly garden as a wonderful place, unparalleled, incomparable, wonderful place of pleasure, filled with amazing eternal gardens, with rivers flowing beneath. In paradise, no heat or cold, no disease, fatigue or evil will exist. God, Allah, the giver of security, will remove this, uh, will remove disease, discomfort from the heart and disease from the heart and body of its inhabitants and everything one wishes for will be granted. It will be said to those who enter paradise, this paradise you have inherited as a result of God's mercy in your good deeds. The greatest of pleasures in the hereafter will be the believer's ability to see the face of God, Allah, the Most High. Being a Muslim in and of itself does not assure paradise unless one dies in a state of Islam, complete peaceful submission to the one God, Allah alone. God, Allah the Reconer, describes hell as an eternally horrible place beyond imagination. A fire, eternal, a fire, sorry, a fire whose fuel is men and stone. When stern angels place people in hell, they will say, this is that which you used to deny. Quran chapter 83 verse 17. We believe God is the most compassionate and the most merciful. However, he is also severe in his punishment to those who deserve it. God's infinite justice is absolute and perfect. On the day of judgment, all deeds will be revealed and everyone will be justly treated. We will not enter paradise because of our deeds alone, but by Allah's mercy and graces. Belief in God's divine decree. Allah, or God in his timelessness, knows everything that goes on in his creation from the perspective of temporal beings like us, this means that God, ever watching, knows everything that happened in the past, everything that is no that is now taking place, everything that is now taking place, and everything that will happen in the future. God's divine knowledge is perfect. God is the all-knowing, and all that He knows will come to pass. God, the subduer, 
has absolute sovereignty over his creation. Everything that exists within his creation and every event that occurs is a direct result of his creating it. Nothing happens in creation except by his power, his will, and his knowledge.